Thanks for hello and welcome back to my channel it's still girls on the line i would love to apologize beforehand for whatever noise distractions would happen in the background as we all know i'm still in school and it's kind of hard to record while i'm here because like everything is happening and all of that so i'm really sorry for whatever noise happens behind and yeah i did pick up on a lot of hints that people left on my instagram post of me finding a place to record well i'm not really in a position to look for a place because like i don't really know the place that i am right now so I'm going to have to really apologize. It's going to happen for a few more p- and audio notes, but sorry, podcast. But it would get better, and hopefully, you guys should tune in by then. I'm really sorry, and yeah, again, let me apologize for not updating really sooner than I was expected to. Had a lot of things going on, finals and projects and all that. But well, I'm here, and well, before further ado, let's go down to today's business. Thank you for still tuning in. So today's topic would be the domino effects of the human condition. Most people would know what dominoes are already, but for those who don't know, they are like this stack of tiles that are arranged in a certain manner and when one tile hits, you, you tilt the first tile and then it pushes every other thing in motion and then they, they, they lay down in whatever motion, in whatever image they were supposed to represent. Well, the domino effect by name means one occurrence giving many other image chain to go ahead and need to occur. Now, I'm talking of the domino effect of the human condition that is given. When we talk of the human condition that is given, I'm talking of when humans, uh, for instance, humans find perspective in all that we do, and that includes giving, small, large, emotional, financial, or physical, and each one of these lines are in line, each one of these occurrences or emotions are in line with a million other occurrences that spur genuinely from one decision. In this case, that decision is to give. For instance, when a mother gives her figure, career, and sleep for her children, she sets in motion a future that teaches them to give, to learn, to love. In this instance, her decision to give her time, love, and affection to her children creates a motion of occurrences that birth future leaders that are learned, forgiving, are available, which unfortunately we no longer have. <laughs> As with everything that has a pro and con, the domino effect of the human condition equally has its cons. For generations before, women con- were consi- women considered the selfless act of giving their duty, giving themselves to their children and husbands as a duty. As it became a source of dependence, low self-esteem, and a lack of confidence, whereby um, the, their continuous act of giving was seldom repaid or in most scenarios overlooked or, or unappreciated. I mean, when she gives up her career to stay at home and cook and wash and clean, and at the end of the day, she's not, there's no appreciation. You're not telling her thank you or anything. I mean, it is really frustrating. And now I get why a lot of ladies will tell you they're not ready to give themselves to somebody that is unappreciating. Where everybody now has standards. Of course, having standards, as I said in like podcast, I, I can't remember what episode that was, but what I was said, if you're going to look for a partner, you should look for someone who appreciates you for who you are and the best you can give. Well, in that case, it doesn't mean you you'll be demanding of all they have and then you don't give. You, you, you don't give anything back. I mean, it's a two-way thing. If you're giving 50, you should receive 50. If you're giving 100, you get 100 too. So, this this scenario of not being appreciative then creates atoms of anger that build up a society. 
build up to create society which we are in now where most caregivers refuse or no longer have the ability or desire to love a world now a new world which is now filled with selfless selfishness and a lack of sense of community we no longer have a community that we are proud to represent everybody is divided they love things going down and things like that the hopeful part is that the giver this person who is giving all of themselves and not getting anything in return still bears the blame for the future for what happens now people say it's because mothers do not teach their daughters anymore how to be given well it, get, it got to a point where they gave so much of themselves there was no time to take these girls back in and teach them how to be mothers so when everybody keeps giving and giving and nobody's ta- like when everybody keeps taking away from them and no one is giving back to them it creates emptiness it creates a whole void it's like a black hole that sucks in all the joy and energy out of the world, you get? So, therefore, we, the new world, now lack the ability or desire to give. And this creates a world of checkers. As I said, a black hole of checkers. And when everyone is taking and no one is giving, the scale is left tilted. The scale is supposed to be balanced. It's supposed to be like a liberal scale where good on one side, evil on the other side. But in this case, there's so much um, evil that the good no longer exists anymore. So, a lot of people need to learn that as a caregiver, you must learn to care for yourself before caring for anyone else. I mean, it's the first step to learning to care for anyone. It's the first step to giving. You need to give in to yourself, love yourself, appreciate yourself before you're ready to give, take care of anyone else. I mean, basically, as a caregiver, you must learn to care for yourself first. You must learn to love yourself, provide for your emotional well-being, and ensure that you're physically fit in order for you to give without remorse. When that occurs, it means that that when, when you're not being emotionally involved, when you're not taking care of your emotional well-being or your physical well-being, at some point you get sick, you get depressed, and you can no longer care for who you're caring for. Giving must always be consensual and never be coerced or manipulated. If you feel coerced or manipulated, you shouldn't give. I think this this whole thing I just said. Comprises of the next podcast. It's, it's going to be what the next podcast is based on. I mean, basically, manipulation ruins good talk. When you keep pushing people to do things they are not, they don't want to do, you just end up creating this monster in them that is tired. They're tired of doing the things they're doing, and then you're killing your caregiver. As a caregiver, here are a list of things to watch out that suggest that you may be experiencing a caregiver burnout. What is a caregiver burnout? As a caregiver, you get to that point where when you're caring, giving and giving and you're not giving yourself, you, you, you lack what to give anymore. You become empty. You're not, there's nothing else to give. And here are signs of caregiver stress, which include feeling overwhelmed or constantly worried. I mean, when you're always worried you have a lot of issues going on you're thinking of okay if i don't do this this is going to happen you're overestimating the problem you experience caregiver burnout because at some point you don't go on to do it you lay in bed thinking of the problems till the day runs out and then you don't give you, you don't take care of these problems when you're feeling tired often feeling tired often is another it's like they are what, what like I think I'll call it mark out for depression and anxiety. So when you start to feel way too tired often, it's 
you're pushing yourself into depression you're pushing yourself into anxiety but just still you should learn to care for yourself like when you're tired lay down sleep when you start to when you start getting too much sleep or not enough sleep which means when you start not sleeping or you are oversleeping your body is trying to regenerate the energy so much that you push yourself into some sort of seasonal depression becoming easily irritated or angry when you give everything at some point you become a naga where you're so tired of giving and people are still demanding that you just become irritated and angry and every other thing just pisses you off when you start losing interest in activities that you used to enjoy when there's no time for you to enjoy these things like okay you love reading books but when you're reading books your children are crying and you know, there's this part of books that when you're reading a book, you are, you're so invested in it, it becomes your world. And then every time you have your world, your children are crying, they are making noise. It's really frustrating. If you start to lose interest in this activity, where you're like, why would I even start doing it before they start crying and I don't have time again? You're experiencing caregiver burnout. When you're always sad, nothing makes you happy, you're having frequent headaches, bodily pain or other physical problems, you are experiencing caregiver burnout now let me leave this on a note of the best form of self-care is self-appreciation and what basically this whole um podcast is is telling you that you need to love yourself you need to represent yourself first have self-care have self-compassion build up your self-esteem and self-confidence before you think of caring for anyone else the nominal effect kicks in when um (laughs) <laughs> the negative side of the effect kicks in when I'm giving in everything, I keep giving, I keep giving, and then I'm you're tilting over the whole thing. It's at some point there's no there's no more energy. The basic thing that pushes dominoes is when you hit one and then there's enough energy to hit the next one. When you get to that place where you're burnt out, there's no energy to hit the next one, which leaves your dominoes incomplete. So basically you need to recharge your energy for things to go as planned, I guess. So since I am planning to record more than one podcast and this place is still hella noisy, I'm really sorry, but I have to leave this here. Leave your comments, leave your suggestions all below, and I will get back to you guys. Thank you. Hello, people, and thank you for tuning in to the second one. I'm kind of having an exit accident. Okay, I'm really sorry for the stupid Indian accent, but thank you for tuning in once more. See you, girl roses, and well, damn. I did promise you guys two podcasts. I'm being the amazing person that I am. <laughs> I am going to do that. But first of all, let me remind you all to check out my girl's YouTube on her YouTube videos. Her name is I would drop it down in the comment section so everybody knows where to check and I'll leave a link to her bio too. Well, this is shout out to her and shout out to every other person that is giving out their voice and entertaining people or passing whatever messages they want to pass. Thank you guys for doing what you do, I guess. Well, now let's head on down to today's TED Talk. More like the second version of this TED Talk. As I said, it's going to be about giving. Giving must always be consensual and never be coerced or manipulated. And if you feel coerced or manipulated, you should not give. And then again, it's going to be about the importance of the word no. The word no. Like N-O. N to the freaking no. Capital letter N and capital letter O-O-O. 
So let's head on down to today's business. I'm going to quote a tweet from Outvox on Twitter at V O L X Q. Please check him out and follow. And also, his tweet says, In helping, never get to the point where people take advantage of your gestures. That point to where they turn you into an auto click and collect. The point where they attempt to guilt trip you into action even on your worst days. Stay in control regardless of your good intentions. Now, that reminds me of the whole giving thing I said in the last podcast, which also picks on with the domino effect I spoke of. That is also important. As I was saying, manipulation and narcissism is today's topic, basically. Manipulation and narcissism are brothers. They work hand in hand. And a lot of time, people don't know that the first thing to point out in narcissism, a narcissist is how manipulative they are. A lot of people are manipulative, and being manipulative is somewhat good. I mean, knowing how to get good out of every situation, like pushing buttons and like hitting situations to making you you feel better, to making it better for you, it's good. But when you overdo it, when you use it to to affect affect people, affect people, God, if this is hard, then that is when it becomes a narcissistic behavior. In one way or the other, we tend to play the guilt trip card, which affect those involved and in the most negative way possible that we could ever think unfortunately it is mostly practiced within family members and work environments city right i know say parents tend to play the i won't sleep well if you don't do blah 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 for me i will i will stop eating if you don't do blah 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 i'll kill myself if you don't do parents do that a lot i mean when a lady says i don't want to get married they're like hey you want to kill me i'll stop it if you say you won't get married i would die of hypertension trying to go trip you into getting married honey if you don't want to get married marriage will be by force let me leave that one there then or at worst they play the wailing or tantrum card where you tell them something and next time next thing they are crying and beating themselves on the floor and being all dramatic as hell parents do that shit it is manipulation it is manipulation it is a narcissistic behavior and it is a copy mechanism they built that kills us as much as we love them this ruins our mental health in ways that we and they do not understand. We begin to blame ourselves and set unnecessary expectations in order to please them, which gives room for anxiety and depression and a whole lot of shit that we, these 21st century kids, have, well, unfortunately, been hella affected with, and now we are all selfish as hell. So, siblings, let's talk of siblings. Siblings ask you for a favor. And when you say no, everybody's talking and pushing mouth. Like, they're, they're trying to go trip you and all that nonsense. Or within co-workers or employers, where they push your boundaries and in, and the manner in which most workplaces in, in Nigeria are built, you can't really confront anyone because they feel fire you if you talk nonsense, you understand? And now, the world knows it's two words, it's, it's two letters, sorry, just one syllable. But as little as this is, it has been an uncle for a lot of people in society that keeps their mental health in check. And it's like an uncle for peace of mind and self-confidence, whether we, we realize it or not. The confidence in our words to pass a message, no, is an expression of negation, refusal, dissent, or denial. No. We speak of consent in the sexual manner and oftentimes forget that consent is also important in our everyday lives in terms of boundaries and the human condition. Women have confidence in their nose to keep rapists away and when they go ahead 
it makes them it, it creates this voicelessness it makes women believe that their voices are no longer heard their voices are lost and most and most times when voices are lost and most women are left with no representation of speech it creates it creates a society that is voiceless women need to be heard and which is why i'm going to say what no is very important guilt tripping is the first form of manipulation when people are guilt tripped into decision it means they are coerced into making them question as the name implies means to manipulate or force someone into doing saying or giving something irrespective of what their will like going against their free will manipulation creates room for a loss of self-esteem loss of self-confidence and opens a door the door to depression and anxiety and as harmless as we think guilt tripping is, it is as destructive as teaching someone to slit their own throat. It's as sending them to cut their own voices. Like, what they want doesn't matter except what you want. This brings us to respecting boundaries and decisions. In other words, consent. I've spoken of boundaries a lot of time on this. I've spoken of boundaries a lot. So please, let, let's respect boundaries. They are very important. We should learn to take no's as no and then let them remain no's. Remember, coercion is damaging, manipulation is narcissistic, content is critical, and thank you once more for your time. This girl is going to have fun, and she's really sorry if I do not... I'm going to try to um, up, update you guys right next week. Hopefully, if I don't, I'll leave reasons why I don't and why I am not. I'm really sorry. For those that are wondering where I leave my comments, I use the Anchor app. Which is why most of you don't see it on Google Google Podcast or Apple Podcast. Really sorry. And if you follow me on Instagram, I would post that too. I post that a lot. So yeah, thank you. And thank you for still tuning in to listen to my rubbish. I love you guys. Shout out to Robina. You know, guys, I know I know you're always listening. So I love you. Thank you.